Welcome to Was I Drunk, a podcast for the refined, pretentious prick who waxes poetic at parties when he's had more than one smear off ice. I am your host, Austin Cross, and with us today are... Jenkins. Wayne. Jamie. And that's the crew we have for today. And as we do every single week, we're going to go ahead and start off with our drink master extraordinaire and the weekly drink with Mr. Drinkins. Today I've made for us Grog, which uh, has a great history. It actually started in the mid-1700s by an Admiral Vernon. Um, it's a strength, a Navy strength rum, which is technically, by today's standards, anything over 100 proof. Uh, the, the fun thing about this drink is it is nothing more than diluted rum. So you take a Navy strength rum, any rum over 100 proof, and dilute it down three parts water to one part rum and it is technically a grog but as history evolved what ended up happening is you add a sweetener and a flavoring agent aka lime in this case because all ships had limes at this point to combat the the devious nature of scurvy scurvy living on the waters um so you you what would happen is um, all, all sailors at the time would be given a salt ration. They could trade this in to get sugar and lime. So you took this Navy strength rum, you diluted it, you added sugar and lime, and you ended up with grog. So the recipe that I'm giving you today is three quarter ounce lime, one quarter ounce simple syrup and two ounces of a dark navy strength rum 100 proof or higher ideally stir it over ice for about 10 seconds you do not want to over dilute this the whole idea is that you are just chilling everything down pour it into a double old-fashioned glass add one ounce of cold filtered water to further dilute it and then drink it. There's no garnish. There's no nothing else. This is a the bare bones definition of a very old antiquated drink. So, what do you guys think? You say you diluted it. <laughs> okay, I actually really really like this one, um, which may come as a surprise, but I think it's really tasty. When I smelled it, I was a little bit afraid, but I think it's really tasty, and I'm gonna drink it all. Well, why don't you join the Navy? That's all I got to say. <laughs> I, it, it is good. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely not as strong as you would think it would be. Uh, but I, I love the, the part of the recipe is that it's it has to be filtered water. It's very important it's filtered. When the whole original point of Grog was that they were using their, their rum ration essentially to to clean their drinking water. Yeah, it would kill the bacteria in it because they were months at sea. We live in a new world, Wayne. We live in a <laughs> no, new world. No, I need you to go out right now. Well, get get that bird bath full of rainwater and and bird biz. And if you want to use all the creek water you have in the backyard, you could be like my grandma who insists that Jesus did not drink fermented wine. She said it was grape juice. It was unfermented. 
Um, and I'm like, well, that's not historically accurate, Grandma. They made wine because they knew it was like it killed the bacteria. They didn't know why it did yeah. it, but they were just like, oh, I don't get sick when I drink wine. I well, do get sick when I drink water. Maybe I should just drink the wine. You know, that's, that's the extra fun too when you get into like the the history of of the grog and all that is that they were given rations of rum to clean their water, and not all of the sailors would do this because what's more fun than drinking clean water? Drinking a bunch of rum at the end of the week. Well, sailors were given rum rations at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. every single day. And the, the, keep in mind, before this this admiral stepped in, Admiral Vernon in the, the 1700s, before he stepped in, they were given foolproof rum, like 100 plus proof rum twice a day. We're talking three to four ounces a day during these rum rations. So you're talking six to eight ounces a day of super high proof rum and yeah yeah you you got drunk like that oh, yeah. that was the whole point so he looked at it and he said we're going to cut this back we're actually going to increase our productivity and also you know keep morale high as it had been you know who drank a lot of rum captain jack sparrow and that's going to leave me the first thing i want to talk about tonight which is this whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, and I know Who? Mr. Mr. Jenkins is very fan of big fan of this. Why is the rum gone? Why is the rum gone? <laughs> um, so obviously justice for Johnny. He too. Hashtag right. Um, we had this whole what do you want to call it? popularity contest of a trial, right? That's yeah. exactly what um, it was. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, at the same time, I mean, I have like mixed feelings on it. I don't know what you guys think. I think it's bullshit. We don't need to be spending time as a society to to follow the trials and tribulations of this goddamn court trial that no one cares about. At the I end of the day, no one, yeah. no one does. At the I end do. of the day, a lot of fucking people cared about this. Yeah. If you spend any time online, you'd know just there's how many a whole people song. Care. There's a theme song. Oh, there's a theme song for it. Thank you. I'm gonna have to. Uh, here, we're gonna cut right now and put that theme song. I used to be respected, people took me at my word. Then I became a lawyer representing Amber Heard. Objection hearsay. Oh my god, I don't have a case. Objection hearsay. Now I'm ashamed to show my face. Well, I'm a famous movie star, yeah, life is always fine. I sit down at my penthouse drinking mega pints of wine. Objection hearsay. I don't know why we ever wed. Objection hearsay. Who the hell poops in someone's bed? I object to everything. I may have an infection. Cause I say I object. The judge says that was your own question. Objection hearsay. Court isn't supposed to be hard objection hearsay how did i ever pass the bar well just one final question sir and this one has been prepped what is your name my name is johnny depp objection hearsay how can you prove that that's your name objection hearsay looks like we win and you are lame objection hearsay Objection hearsay. Hope you enjoyed that. A theme song. Wow, yeah, I can't it's like believe that. Objection hearsay. It's good. Oh, that's nice. But they okay. just listen to it. Yeah, so my thing is here's my big problem with it. 
in general. I don't care about the, oh, we, should not be, we shouldn't care about the OJ trial, but we did, okay? People like seeing a train wreck. Simple as that. And if there was one thing this relationship was, it was a fucking train wreck. If there was one thing that this trial was, it was a fucking train wreck. If there was one thing that this trial was, it is not OJ Simpson, which was a fucking murder trial. This was a goddamn defamation she, case, shit which on his bed. it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with she modern... She paid for it, everyday. She murdered his career. Oh, she did. She killed his fucking career. No, 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 listen. Were they both? I think they were both. Is a human life more important than Johnny Depp's career? <laughs> yes. The answer is about equal. They were horrible to each other. It's very clear. No one was, quote, innocent in this trial, okay, uh, from what they did. But that being said, one thing that gets me, and this is where I have the split thing on, right? Obviously, we want to try, especially in this new age, right, to take every single accusation very seriously, right? But can we not also admit some of them fucking lie? Some women fucking lie. Some women make shit up. And I think why Amber Heard antagonized him. Why are we just saying some women? Like, literally, everybody lies. Everybody lies. Okay. Because the Me Too movement wants us to say that every single accusation is 100% real. And it's not always. Factually, that's not true, is my point. That's fair. And, and it is. It is fair. There, there's, a, there's a thing... There's a pushback on on social media right now on this this whole this does not take away from the Me Too movement you know the, uh, push that we have, and I agree with that. It really legitimately does not. What it does do is it shuts down shitty people who don't have the right to have attention paid to them to begin with. And I understand why the overcorrection happened. Right, we spent so long not giving a shit about what women said, right? It's not giving a shit about the accusations and just saying, like, oh, yeah. we're going to brush it on the table. Yeah, we've every, initially everybody wanted to give the benefit of the doubt to Amber because, you know, she's a woman who said she's, she was a soldier. Oh, she's a woman, all right. And, but then it's like you, you get into the actual court case and you watch some of the stuff and it's like, it really? Like, is she is she even trying on this? Like, she's up there. Obviously, fake crying, bad acting. Uh, just yeah, super Fairly bad certain acting. She also did some. Coke. She did some coke on stage. Definitely one hundred percent. It's super obvious. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. She it did just, a bump. She did a bump yeah, on one hundred percent while testifying about clear. how how Johnny Depp was a coke fueled maniac. And it's like, well, she did a you can't. Pick me up. You can't even make it through your testimony with a little <laughs> pick me up. So. Who's the coke fueled maniac at this I, point? Yeah. So here's the deal. I I think that yes, absolutely, the Me Too movement incredibly important. Men do absolutely shitty things. Guess what? Women do too. People are shitty. People will abuse people. People will hit people. People will uh, emotionally abuse people. People will put people through the fucking ringers. They'll take that a shit is, on people's things. Yeah. Well, and and part of the whole abuse is that this was her like final act of abuse. She tanked his career because she could. Yeah, and, and, and the fact that, like, oh, well, this doesn't matter. It legitimately does matter, like I said, because Johnny Depp legitimately was a, like, AAA movie star, right? He was the guy that they called for all the big franchises, and he literally lost two very high-profile jobs over this, right? And don't be wrong. If he did half the stuff that, he, that she accuses him of, right? Yeah, then he's a pretty shitty guy, too, right? At the end of the day. But, but, you need to understand that at the same time, what was she doing to antagonize these situations as well? What was he doing? We don't know. We're never going to know. I don't think it, it's antagonization. I think it's just, you know, this it, very clearly from the start, anyone with a logical fucking brain could look at this and say, this is not a healthy relationship. Well, this no. is not a, a normal relationship between two healthy individuals. This well, is so, entirely fucked. So at what point do 
do you look at a relate do you look at your relationship and say you know it's it's time to to call it quits on this well yeah, yeah. that's well, up I mean, to them if somebody poops on your bed well that's a good that's, that's a good usually starter. good unless you ask them to and... well then, then it's just you know your 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 kink your your little yeah. fetish there i guess i don't know but, but it's, no it, thanks <laughs> it's when when it's un unprompted and done maliciously is probably you know probably well, a good time to call it quits what's your, what's your opinion on kinks like when what, what what kinks are acceptable or is it just a matter of like consent all kinks are acceptable period okay. end of statement like oh, well hold on oh, well no hold on no. Snuff. snuff's acceptable i I don't okay. know what that is. That's when you murder someone to get off, and they may legit oh. murder someone. Okay. Oh. And that's okay. a thing, well, and it does happen. How about I rephrase and say all kinks are acceptable within legal, national, not not even not national, legal. just a rational... There's sodomy laws in the book still. Levity. Yeah. How about a fucking, just a rational levity on that? Because no one in their right mind accepts that snuff is okay. I'm can sorry. I, can I, well, for, yeah, it's fair. Can I go ahead and offer a definition for you, okay? The definition is Why did you point every in? kink. <laughs> yeah, because we know about you, Big Bear Daddy. Um, every kink is legitimate as long as it does not hurt someone else without their consent. Hundred percent correct. How's that? Is that fair? Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Okay. And, and and to answer your question, where does everyone in this room lie with kinks? Wherever they fall. Don't like, shit on me. Sincerely. Okay. Don't shit on me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, New that's sticker. Fair. Yeah. Instead of the don't open... tread on me snake. Yeah. Don't shit on me. <laughs> oh my god, I like that. That's fucking great. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, me personally, I am okay. I'm willing to try everything anything once, right? Now once I determine I do not like something, I'm not willing to do that. Except for I do not want to be shit on, right? I don't really want to be pissed on either. That's not really something that's like in my wheelhouse, okay? But I'll try most other things. If someone if my partner wants it, I'm like, okay, we'll give it a shot, you know? I'm willing to try some some weird some weird shit. I guess I believe you. Yeah, yeah. that's that's okay. You know believable what? thing you right. said. In a Someone asked me to piss in their mouth. I'm gonna piss in their mouth. I'm just saying. Uh, All right, that tracks. Yeah. All right. What about you? <gasps> he stole my line. For what? Like <laughs> I did. I mean, what, what what what's where where are you at with the king spectrum? Are you a vanilla? Yeah, are you kind of flavor? You're very vanilla. Like right. Missionary. There, there's hey, a no. Keep in mind, you're talking to somebody that hasn't had sex in like ten years. So yeah, I'm, I'm also gonna rewind Oof. and and Oof. address the term vanilla because there's a huge misconception that I found mm, with I the like idea chocolate. of vanilla. So this raises a whole nother topic that you know just is fun for where we are. Vanilla is quite literally anything that normal people do, which is. Any, oh, and I'm normal. not going to go through the whole spectrum of all these things. Oh, but thank goodness. It can be light S&M, and it can be all the different positions of the Kama Sutra, aside from the ones that involve rope. Like, sincerely, vanilla is vanilla. It is the most commonly used flavor of sex. That's the whole idea of this. What you're saying is you a basic bitch. And that's okay. You can be a basic bitch. It's all right. Um, but okay, so what about, so are you vanilla then? I think the, the okay. have you pissed on someone? <laughs> uh, the people want to know, the, pissed, our listeners want to know, has Austin's Jenkins really pissed on someone? on a piss witch hunt? <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, he is. A piss witch hunt. Who in this room has pissed on someone? <laughs> Tell me now. <laughs> I'm not going to give credence to the question, but what I will say is most people fall on the spectrum of vanilla. Most people do, which is absolutely fine. Do you know why? Because 
absolutely everyone on the planet is 100% satisfied when they are given vanilla ice cream, which is the whole idea of this. 100% satisfied or I mean, just happy that they good. have ice cream? Yeah. All I'm saying is it's given the name that it is because it is universally accepted and it is universally, universally, I goddamn grog, universally accepted as a the great system. flavor. <laughs> So that's all, all right. I'm saying. Well, because we were on the room, I have to ask what we think, Jamie. Where are you on the spectrum? You think if you had to, if you had to put a number on it, you didn't. It's not a number system. <laughs> okay, it's, you changed the dynamic of the You're system. You're asking different here. questions to different people, but um. Anyway, I don't know. I think I'm answering a different question of because you were asking before, like what was what was okay with like the kinks and stuff. I think sure. if consensually if both partners agree then that's fine that's what that's okay that's just good. takes consent then right I you mean, can yeah. be murdered then it's okay not a big deal i mean uh, it, well okay I mean, all right let's let's i mean let's, sure actually yeah, yeah I, let's, I actually let's make support. our way into that like what the... this kind of becomes dark but suicide fantasies are a fantasy I'm yeah, sorry. I know. It's I know. There. I it's mean, there. there's people that like want to be murdered. And... People are fucked up, right? So in the head. How, how, like, what, what legality Why does do we it have step to go... into there? Why do we have to go to like the most severe thing of every topic? Why? Because it could <laughs> Why? just be anal, guys. It doesn't have to be murder. Come on. I, that's still relatively vanilla. That's like vanilla oh, 1.5. In, in the modern age, but in 1965 it wasn't, okay? <laughs> well, speaking of anal, I want to talk about Gay Pride Month. And I know it's a great transition. So anyways, um, specifically, <laughs> I'm going to go on the record here good. and say oof. Yeah. So anyways, here's the thing. <clears throat> I've got a real, <laughs> real fucking problem with corporations co-opting Gay Pride Month in a in a fictitious in a in a pretty show of support, they're they're hundred percent legit. They want to no, no. just come out and support you all mean the people. Like, that they, they want money that, that they spend right. eleven months of the year actively paying to, you know, they're feeding go against politicians. Yeah, but in June, tape a rainbow to their logo and they're good. Yeah. Oh yeah, Not unless staples, you're in the East. too permanent. I saw that earlier in the Middle East. They have their like company logos compared on Twitter, right? And it's in the United States, rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. And in the Middle East, it's like normal because you know, fuck the gays in the Middle East. Agreed. I mean, well, to be fair, go to jail. <laughs> agreed on what? <laughs> agreed on fuck the gays in the Middle East. Right, Who cares about that? Right. Well, We're, you just we... said you said normal. I, want to say, <laughs> I just well, wanted no. to clarify. <laughs> no. I'm just no fuck them. Just nobody can know, or you'll go to prison. Obviously, kidding. But regardless. There, there is this whole notion about Western culture nation businesses. That was a whole lot of fucking words. That didn't really mean a whole lot of anything. But you're doing such a good job. (laughs) Trying to get to where I want to be. There's this whole idea of Western businesses trying to drive, you know, and profit on Pride Nation, Pride Month. And it's it's it really truly is disgusting. It's absolutely awful. No, it is. I'm not going to name names, but you have. All kinds of like shoe manufacturers and fucking home developers and and all of this shit come out with all of these different new products that come with it's publicly fucking rainbows. It's publicly saying one thing, right? Which is like, oh, we we love the LGBTQA plus community, right? And then on the other hand, like I said earlier, they are literally just feeding the coffers of politicians a lot of times who are anti-gay in most ways, right? Yeah. And it's such a hypocrisy, I can't stand it. Especially considering I am a, I'm a true ally to, like, gay people. I, my mother's a homosexual, right? 
I've been around gay, my, gay people my entire life. It's a community I feel very kind of like strong did, with. Did you say you've been around gay dudes your entire life? Yes, and I am. I am not ashamed to say it. Just surrounded by them all, right, just all the time. Twenty-four-seven. Um, and, and it's it's one of those things where when I was young, Down it was the nineties. It was hard to deal with for me because I didn't really understand, you know. And, and then it was much less acceptable, you know. Yeah. And so it was hard for me to kind of come reconcile with that stuff. But so to see these companies do this every time, every year, right? It's like well, Black History Month or yeah. or any of these other months where they just put out these. Token efforts. Which, by the way, Black History Month being designated as the shortest month oh that we God. possibly have is, is kind of embarrassing. And it's very embarrassing. It's The truth is, it should just be incorporated into, you know, history. There All is. of American history class should be incorporating this. A lot of times they overlook the black voices and the black contributors to history. I mean, I know. Bingo! But, like, I, I agree with that. 100% yes, but I also think that due to their struggles and all that they've gone through, designating a month to them with Black History Month and the LGBTQ movement, yeah. it's not a bad thing. It's like, not. It's let's, not. Let's no, give them it, the support that they need, and no. it does give them the opportunity to speak out, and it puts, like we talked about um, when we talked about being an ally, it puts the spotlight on them and lets them have the microphone it does, and I 100% agree with that. How about you don't pick the shortest month of the fucking year because yeah. it seems like a slap in the face. Right, I'm I mean, sorry, that's, it that's does. Fair. That's well, fair. And to go back to, to Pride Month once again, it's it's the problem that there was like, what, maybe a year, maybe two, that Pride Month became a big thing and you didn't really see a lot from corporations. And then gay marriage was legalized and suddenly corporations felt pretty comfortable finally getting out there and saying you know we've su we've supported them all along we well uh, granted we don't talk about it except for one month a year but we support you and that's one of the issues that i have with this whole gay month philosophy that we have is the uh, pride month well yes, it's the gay month it's the gay pride month it's 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 whatever I'm it's sorry. queertober but grand scheme of things let's be honest it's it's a push and it's a fucking mask that corporations have for this this big push toward you know they get a buy when they ordinarily want it they they push for agendas that don't support gays and then all of a sudden because it's june they actually get a pass on doing whatever the fuck they want to and they get a pass on this it's fucking atrocious okay it's tone deaf and that's what gets me and this is not related to gay pride month this is not related to black history month but it is the same vein okay yeah. i once saw an advertisement for a mattress company uh for 9-11 right and it was literally two stacks of mattresses and they like jumped into them and knocked them down. They were like, come in for great prices. And then in all fairness, that mattress got fucking roasted and yeah. actually like in a lot of trouble. The manager got fired and all this stuff, right? But the point is, people thinking they're being like, oh, we're, we're going to be right there with it, right? But they're really being super tone deaf. I don't know. But I think that's going to go and be a good time to uh, wrap it up and get a word from one of our fictitious sponsors. Baguettes for faggots. It's June again. Oops, we forgot. So for 11 months out of the year, we don't care about you. So what? Our Google Alerts went off, so be grateful. Well, this month's box is all about you, the humble homosexual. 
So in addition to the lovingly crafted rainbow baguette that we have included in this month's box, you will get the sorted selection of muffins. Just the tops, no bottoms here. What do you say? You want holes? We've got you covered. Our special cream-filled donut holes are oozing with anticipation for you to devour. How about the bear's claws? You know, get it? Like the big hairy gay man? One in every box, you know, to keep the Twinkie in line. So, go to breadbox.com and enter the promo code ho 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 token pride to get your very own baguette for faggot and 6.9% off your very first box. Eh, not bad, right? Wow, that is a worthwhile box. I'll tell you right now, those holes just, those they melted my mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the ad itself is a little tone deaf, but the product is sound. I just have to go on the record and say, not a real big fan of the fact that they waited until June to release this, so. Well, I mean, that's the perfect time, right? It's really not. I, I agree. Yeah, it's, um, that's problematic in I'm, several ways. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Yeah, Baguettes for sure. Faggettes. Yeah, in sure. June. In June, yeah. That's that's when the faggots eat the baguettes there. And I don't want to tell you. Are you implying you. that they're pandering? Yeah. Well, you what, know. What corporation would do that? <laughs> so I think that leads us into our main discussion topic tonight, which is going to be comedy and when it's okay to be offensive and when it's not okay to be offensive in those kind of situations. Um, so I just want to go ahead and throw that out there. What are we thinking? When, when's it good to be offensive or okay to be offensive? Is it ever okay? I think it's always okay. The definition of comedy is that it, you know, punches that line between societal acceptance and non-societal acceptance and actually makes people focus on things that are, I don't know, not acceptable. I, I think the main thing is that anytime you are dealing with a potentially offensive joke, the key purpose, the key point to keep in mind is you can't punch down. You can't make jokes about disparaged communities without making it in terms of making fun of You have to punch up. Yeah, you can't uh, attack people who have less power and a weaker, basically. And it'd still be funny, right? But I would like to counter the definition of comedy actually is professional entertainment consisting of jokes and satirical sketches intended to make an audience laugh. So that's the definition of comedy. Uh, so that... You said audience. That made me think of when you said it was always acceptable for um, comedy. I think that um, it it depends on your audience that you need to be aware of who you're making the jokes to and who you're making the jokes about. Uh, like your audience is super, super important. Um, and I'm not saying that you can never make jokes about a certain thing, but you need to be aware of who you're making the joke to. Okay, so I get what you're saying, and I think especially if you're aware of what that is, that's fine, the audience, what that is. But I think in a stand-up stand situation, you cannot be aware of every single diverse person within your audience. Did you take a survey on the way in the door? No, I, you absolutely do not have to take a survey of the audience coming in the door, but you do have to be aware of the just general feel of the audience before you deliver specific jokes in that, that crowd. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Like, you're not going to know everybody, and you're not going to go into a joke offending nobody. I mean, if it's a funny joke, then it, it's going to offend somebody, probably. Um, but I agree that you need to be aware of your audience. And, the I mean, if you're aware of your audience, then your jokes are going to take. If you're not aware of your audience, then they're not. 
Yeah, exactly. Because the the thing is, you have to be, you have to have that like presence of mind enough to tell a potentially risky joke or potentially offensive joke, and no one in the audience laughs. And so then your response is to double down and make it even more offensive because surely they just didn't get it. Maybe if you really hammer home how how offensive it is, then they'll get the joke. Yeah, and here's the thing. My biggest problem right now with the way we're kind of handling this whole situation in comedy anyways, right, and all the the touchiness and the comedians being worried about, ooh, am I going to get canceled, this, that, and the other, or something I'd say on stage, is that one, comedy is experimental, Okay. You are always just testing those boundaries, pushing those edges, seeing where it's at and what's funny, right? Doesn't mean you have to be offensive, but you can definitely push that boundary and it'd be okay. And what works in one area might not work in another area, right? Sure. I mean, like you're going to push boundaries in one way, but you can do that same exact um, routine and it's not going to work somewhere else. Don't tell Trump jokes in Alabama. No, right. and you're absolutely right. And it goes back to this whole idea of like jesters and whatever else, like the courtroom jester has privileges that no one else would they can make fun of the monarchy when no one else could but there's a there's a certain reality there that is built baked within comedy like that that is there's a forgiveness there because it's comedy that is not allowed in other aspects of of our society well traditionally speaking yeah i think you're right but that being said we're also uh, we're so focused on this whole cancellation idea right right now this is not new i mean you're talking about george carlin in the 1960s right in the 70s the seven words you can't send television right him getting all that flack from people because he said some dirty words on tv right and honestly the only thing that is newer to me is this idea that we feel like we can't be offended anymore that, that, oh my God, if I'm going to be offended, you can't say that. Yeah, and it it kind of goes into the whole idea of like, oh, get, you know, get thicker skin if that joke offended you. And I get it to a certain extent. I grew up with fat jokes all the time. I've always been fat. I'm never not going to be fat. And Hey, yeah, Tubby. Hey. I'm fatter than you. Yeah. <laughs> no, now I'm fatter than him. But, but the point being, like, I had... I, when I was young, especially because when you're young, jokes hurt more than they do when you, you know, eventually learn that jokes are jokes. So it took a while to get that thick skin. And speaking of taking a while, um, you know, I want to just point out the fact that I called him Tubby, right? And I'm fatter than he is. It's one of those things where, like, I didn't used to be as fat as he was. I was skinnier than he was. So. I was being a mean child, and I'm like, oh, look at Tubby, look at Tubby Wayne over there, right? And now that I'm, like, significantly heavier than him, it's, like, still in my brain, like, oh, look at that fat ass over there. Yeah, and that kind of goes off of what I was going to say earlier, is that um, jokes are jokes, but sometimes they're not just jokes. Sometimes it's actually bullying people. Sure. And there's a line that is crossed sometimes. And there's a there's a history to that, and that goes back to the whole jester thing. There's a history to jokes pushing that line. What is acceptable? What is not acceptable within society? And you go as far back as the jesters, of course, and and the fucking courts, and they will make fun and poke fun of the the monarchs more than any normal person could and get away with it because well, they had that. Yeah. The, no, and some of them were killed. A lot of them were killed. I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna argue that. But the flip side is that's satirical comedy in in particular is has this this resonance in society where i can poke fun of someone above me and this goes back to the whole punching above not below 
mentality of of comedy. You punch above and you you make fun of people that are more well off than you and you have a standing you are accepted within society yeah and my, my thing is right now it seems like there's an overcorrection because we are trying to be more sensitive as a society okay and we've pushed maybe too far one way right and it's going to overcorrect it's going to correct backwards somewhat i think as well um one thing that comes to mind is a couple of years ago a key and peel sketch okay there was a insult comic up on stage okay and he's uh that's his job. He's an insult comic. An insult comic makes fun of people in the audience. That's his stick, right? So if you go and see an insult comic, that's what you can expect. If you're overweight, he's probably going to call you fat, right? If you've got a, a lazy eye, he's probably going to point it out, right? But there's one person in the audience who had horrible burns all over their body, right? And had a voice box. And he kept saying, do me, do me. And the guy didn't want to do it because he was like, oh, no, that's going to come off wrong. And so finally he did it and the guy starts crying and the whole audience turns against the comic. It's a sketch, but it's also pointing out this idea that he did what the guy expected him to do, right? Which was hit him and then the guy couldn't handle it. So then, you know. So I, I do have a question about that, though. We, we talked about punching up as a comics, not punching down. What's the harm in punching down? What is legitimately the harm in... in pointing out things that are wrong in society below where you are or to a, a denigrating standpoint. Because then you're just punching up if you're trying to point out that that's what's wrong with society. That is. You're not yeah. making fun of that particular set of people. You are making fun of what society is doing. I mean, to answer your question short term, like the downside is the entire audience turning against you. Um, and especially in this culture now that we have with canceling everybody, you could you could lose your career. Oh, yeah, that guy Shane Gillis that I've been like watching a lot of clips of recently on YouTube, right? He legitimately was going to be on SNL. He was going to be hired for SNL 2019. They already announced it, and then a clip came out from him on a podcast where he had said, "I think he'd used a racial slur." I think he said the word "redacted," right? Talking about and he used a racial slur towards Chinese people, right? And it was in the context of a joke, but whatever, it can be tasteful, uh, tasteless, right? Um, completely, but you, he got you, kicked off of it. You can't use redacted tastelessly, tastefully. You mean fully. that's what I meant. Tastefully, but yeah, no, I don't disagree. Oh, with that's you. what you meant. Well, Good Lord. Hashtag, no, no, was no, I, I disagree. I disagree, and here's why I'm gonna disagree. Right? <laughs> Once again, it depends on how you're using. It. Are you making fun of the people who use it as a racist? Are you discussing the word in the context of using the word? Like I just did. Right? That's my biggest pet peeve. Is in the George Carlin thing. Right? Words are words. We give words meaning. We give words power. And if you just sit there and ban certain words because they're bad words, as he would say, right? That's bullshit because there are no bad words. There are bad thoughts, bad intentions. If I'm discussing the word, Redacted. which is a terrible racist slur, as the, that's what we're talking about. It's a racist slur. That's not the intention behind the word. If I throw it at someone as a racial slur, then it's a horrible, filthy word that has a nasty context. And we have dead silence. Yeah, the, you, I, you said you said a racial slur many times. This. But that's the point. I, I there's there's I, a lot of there's a lot of things to process there, and I and I don't inherently disagree initially with anything. It's going to take me a time to process all of that, but I I don't inherently disagree with anything that you said. I don't think that there is a a merit to censoring specific words because it does not only empower them in the long term and give them more power than they should ever have, but it also, it, it creates this, this environment where you can't use words. Like language becomes ugly. Well, and for, for 
good reason because there's certain words we don't say because of the emotion and the connotations that are tied to them so deeply and heavily. And that is what almost every single racial slur is. People don't have time to wait for the context, right? Yeah, I was going to say, we don't need to use a lot of those words that are like quotation marks banned because they're banned for a reason because they hurt people. And I'm not saying that you should try to avoid every single thing that may potentially hurt somebody because that's impossible. You're not going to please everybody, but there are things that we shouldn't say even in like the, the name of comedy, just because it, it does hurt people no matter what. I'm not talking about the name of comedy, by the way. I'm saying discussing the word, right? Right. Okay. No, I, I don't think there's a proper probably place to say that word in comedy, most likely, right? Outside of just trying to be the shock value, maybe. And that's that's their point, trying to be a shock, a shock thing. Yeah. No, I'm talking about if I'm discussing the word, I feel like a fucking child. If I go, yeah. it's the C word, it's the N word. Like if we're discussing it in but the you context. You don't have to even say the C word or the N word. There are other words that replace that word that are not a slur. Okay, but uh, for instance, if if someone said the word, okay, and then you are just talking to someone else about it and saying, I can't believe he said that word, then I don't see the problem in saying that. So when you think about shock jocks, and this just came up, the whole sure. idea of mm-hmm. shock language, the idea of a shock jock, a radio jockey who has gone out of their way to push the limits of this, is horse. that okay? And I, I'm not going to name names, but there's a you know, a couple of very specific ones that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that's the thing. And, and they aren't, they aren't making good jokes. They aren't making funny jokes. They're just out there saying shit that's offensive because it gets them attention and that's That's what they want. And that's get to the popularity. And who did that? Who does that get the popularity from? The people that think that using racial slurs unironically is hilarious. Yeah, that's fair. So when you think about comedy, all right, if this is the whole, if this is what it boils down to, is the the wielder of these words gets to determine whether or not they are within the comedic value of society. Who, like, why are they wrong and why are we right? Okay, so this will be the thing I say, okay? And then we'll switch over. Um... First of all, I have my hand up first, okay? So don't even look at me, okay? I'm getting you next. I don't know. I just thought it was funny how you, like, <laughs> gestured to me, like, oh, you're next. You're like, next. there were only me? two Isn't hands raised. Me? It's fine. It's okay, whatever. Okay, so anyways. You're my main thing is, we're talking about these things. First of all, I think there is a place where you probably can use racial slurs to punch up, okay? Oh, because certainly. if you are, no, no, if you're no. making fun of the racist person saying it, I think you could probably use that in a way. That being said, how do you how's, how do you figure out which words are okay to say? Clearly, the the marketplace will decide. If you're saying shit that people fucking find offensive and don't want to listen to you, guess what? You're not going to be selling records, okay? That's how it gets decided. I don't think that slurs have a place. I I just don't. I don't okay. think that they have a place. I mean, you can discuss them like you were saying. You can bring them up into discussion and say like this person shouldn't have used this thing and you don't have to say like the n-word you can actually say the word but i don't think that they have a real place in comedy i think personally only have a place in society because we give value to them as a as a society like you you can take any word that you want to you you look at the most common slurs that are used for any race gender or color of people it doesn't matter whatever you want to use it's all subjective and completely ridiculous. You, 
apply meaning to it and then all of a sudden it's you know whatever it, it it's stupid okay so i will point out one example where for instance the n-word was used okay um django unchained movie right um they use the n-word a lot in that movie okay why because racists say that word and they're making fun of the racists in that movie hold on blazing saddles May, they use the n-word a lot in blazing saddles guess yeah. what it's to make fun of the racists who are saying it, showing how ignorant they are. Samuel L. Jackson went on record and said that that Quentin Tarantino could never be a racist, and I don't. I don't agree I, with that. I don't. I don't see that. I don't agree with that. I I understand to a certain degree of the mentality and the statement that he made, but I don't necessarily think that it's fair or right or in any way accurate to filmmaking like i don't think you don't i don't think you get an, an inherent pass and everything pass no but i think at times it can be used for comedic effects all i'm saying if you're making fun of the, the the idiots that would use it seriously i i don't know i think a slur is a slur okay um i i don't think that it really has a place because it can be so misinterpreted um and i i'm not saying that all comedy has to be understood by everybody where but does a slur get its power, though, if not by society? Historically, historically, a lot of these slurs come from history and it gets passed down. And when we ignore that history, it, it's going to repeat itself. Oh, I don't say we ignore the history at all. I just think that, you know, for instance, like I said no. Blazing Saddles, for example, it was the 1970s they made this movie, right? But that being said, I think every use of that word in that movie was for comedic effect. And I, I literally went to a movie theater about a couple of years ago, they showed it again, like in the theater, and there were African Americans there and white people there, and they were all laughing at the jokes. Nobody was worked up about it because they knew the context, they understood the context, what was going on, because they made it well, clear and, enough in the movie. And that's that's the thing is that context is extremely important. Oh yeah, and that goes back to comedians telling a offensive joke and the audience not not going along with it because they don't find it funny. So that's the okay. comedian's response is to double down. No, because, that's, that's, yeah. And that happens a fair amount. That's Chappelle look with the at, trans thing yeah, recently. Look at Chappelle with the trans thing. He made the jokes, and at the time, the audience, you know, it, when during the recording, laughed, whatnot. But then there was, you know, flack that he got afterwards. So then he came out and did some stand-up bits and doubled down on that. And it's like, no, at that point, just admit, say... Hey, you know, I get it. That might have been offensive to some people. I don't want to hurt anybody, but I'm, you know, it was meant as a joke and learn from that, grow from that. Maybe in the future, you know, don't make jokes like that. Not all comedies for all people. Simple as that. Um, that being said, do I think that people should be able to go out there and just be racist little assholes and be shitty to people? No, I don't, right? I would never support that person with my, with my money. I would not do that, okay? I wouldn't be like, oh, let's, let's fucking uh, support this, uh, like, yeah. this, this situation. But at the same time, um, I am very much against limiting free speech. I really am. I think the Klan can get out there and march in the damn street and say what they want to say. I hate it. I will be happy to go out there and counter-protest their ass, but they have a right to spew their bullshit because we have freedom of speech in this country. And I 100% back that up. I think people have a right to say whatever the hell they want to say. I think there's a misinterpretation with the idea of the First Amendment, which is 
I can say what I want to say without consequence. No, and, no. Yeah. And and you can have thing. consequence. You can get, you know, no one buys your tickets to your show. You're, and, and Netflix drops your special, right? There can be consequences, but you can say what you want to say. That's my point, though, is let people decide. They don't want to hear Chappelle and his trans stuff, then you know what? Guess what? Stop, they'll stop watching it. But if enough people want to listen to it, well, that comedy is not for you, and maybe you find it offensive, but it's not for you. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing that that gets me is to your point, the clan has the governmental right to go out and and say what they want to say. However, there's a slight problem with it because then every city that they want to do that in has to then take on the burden of paying for security clearing out certain areas, bringing in more police force, because guess what? What they're about to say is going to get them hit. Well, clan dollars, clan tax dollars pay for that stuff too, man. The Klansmen's yeah, tax dollars also pay for that. But there aren't nearly as many Klansmen as there are we normal hope, people. We hope there aren't. So God, I hope maybe, there aren't. Maybe going forward, when they want to do their free speech thing, they can do it somewhere where they can pay for their own private security. Yeah. All right. And like what I, I was saying, I wasn't trying to limit the free speech, but I, I am saying... Be intelligent about what you're saying, right? Sure. Like, you don't have to make a joke and then use slurs in it, right? Yeah. Like, just be responsible with what you're saying. I just want some good, clean comedy I can mm. listen to on Sunday school, all right? Okay. I'm just teasing. I'm just playing with you. But right. no, I get it. I do. And you're right. You know what? You're absolutely right in the sense that, you know what? Slurs and... I See, I, I'll go this far. I will say slurs in almost, in almost all contexts you cannot use for comedy purposes. Except for I said, I do think there are the very limited circumstances. Like, for instance, if you're literally making fun of the racists who are saying the words, if it's Once a historically again. appropriate, you're about not taking the history away from it, right? Well, if it's a historically accurate movie, right? If that's what they would be saying during that time period, well, then that's what they're saying. And I mean, right. And that's one thing. But I'm saying using it today in, in normal jokes Right, like people do. Well, no, they're like not... calling a black joke. You wouldn't do right. that and use that word. And then, like, exactly. oh, even but people black do. Joke. Don't tell but black people joke. do. Well, yeah, people are assholes. I mean, yeah. let's be real. People right, and are I'm assholes. saying, in my opinion, I I don't support the comedy that is like that. There are ways to be funny without doing that. Okay, sure. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of words out there. We don't have to use the ones that are directly offensive to certain people. Seven bad words. But that's the thing is it gets, it gets them the attention. I mean, and it... It's kind of the whole, you know, any any attention is good attention. Yeah, there's no kinda. bad publicity. Yeah, there's no bad publicity. Um, so sure there is. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, there is. But that's also the thing is that there's all this backlash. Once again, we'll go back to the Chappelle thing because that's very recent. And, Chappelle show, Chappelle um, show. You know, the backlash to that is that you know trans people and people who are allies of trans people may not want to go to his shows now, sure. and that's his loss now. That's the, it's the free market at work. Yeah, I mean, you know, yay capitalism. I guess I don't know. Capitalism I, ideas. It's it's it, it's capitalism being you know filtered through the way it should be. All right. People don't like what he's putting out, so he won't sell as many tickets from people. But there, once again, though, there are a ton of people who are real big fans of making fun of the trans community, and now they might not like him. They might not like his humor. But just because he's made offensive joke about a group they don't like, suddenly they're willing to give him their money. Okay, well, that's probably a good place to wrap up. I want to thank everyone for listening to Was I Drunk? Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Was I Drunk SP. That's at Was I Drunk SP. And if you like what we're doing here, do those things everyone always asks you to do when you listen to a podcast so you don't miss on any new episodes. 
Also, feel free to tag us with a comment or leave a suggestion for a future episode. Until next time, bottoms up.